Hi, this is Midlife on Fire, a podcast about midlife, and I'm CK Love, and I, um, you know, I used to do uh, exercise a lot, um, four days a week when I was doing, you know, the regular stuff like aerobics and the stepper and you know, stuff like that. Um, then when I really started to get serious in yoga, I did yoga seven, I eventually did yoga seven days a week when I owned my yoga studio. And um, and I, uh, I taught seven days a week, I practiced seven days a week and, you know, kept perimenopause to a certain extent at bay, but, um, but also because of my strenuous practice, uh, perimenopause came on uh, pretty strong at the beginning. And then I guess I was able to even out. But you know, um, I was making my breakfast this morning in the kitchen, um, slices of oranges, because it's summertime, slices of oranges and strawberries and blueberries with a little bit of cinnamon on top. And, um, then getting my tea um, and, you know, having my water. Um, but, you know, I grabbed my, my water and my bowl of fruit and walked to my office, which is down the hall. And then I forgot the cinnamon, so I brought the fruit back, <coughs> brought the fruit back to the kitchen and got the cinnamon. And then I forgot to pour my tea. So I poured my tea and then I brought my tea back with my fruit, but then I forgot um, that I needed um, a napkin. And then I went out to the kitchen and got myself a napkin. And then I realized when I got back to my office that I was wearing my kitchen glasses because you know, midlife, you have kitchen glasses and you have office glasses and you have computer glasses and you have reading glasses and you have, so I forgot to um, take off my kitchen glasses. Um, so I had to walk out to the kitchen and um, put my glasses back on the table and then walk back and then realized I forgot my phone out in the kitchen. And then I walked back to the kitchen to get my phone and then I stopped for a minute and I thought, if this isn't exercise in midlife, I don't know what is. So it's, that's what it's come down to. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's funny because I, um, I, I was, I was pretty much doing a lot of practice um, and walking um, before I broke my foot which I suppose is almost seven years ago. Um, and, uh, oh, that long, oh my God. Um, so I, I broke my foot once again, the right foot, um, because, you know, injuries go into your weakest, weakest side, just so you know. Um, and, uh, and so the right side is my weakest, weakest side because that's the side where the scoliosis turns my hip you know that if you listen to my podcast you know that and um so i uh i um i broke my foot 
actually below the ankle, the right foot below the outer ankle, a chip came off of the ankle. And um, I was in, um, actually I was in a removable cast at that point. So I was in a, in a removable cast, uh, but still I couldn't walk on it and um, I couldn't move my foot. And so I couldn't do any, any yoga. And so my yoga practice really suffered. And um, actually, if you want to know how I broke my foot, um, we have a low three foot fence, I guess, maybe four foot fence length, uh, chain, chain link fence between me and the neighbors and the neighbors sold the um, house next door and the house was demo demolished. Um, I think you know that story too, but basically um, nobody was around for a while and they put those you know, the plastic orange fences with small holes in it? Well, a couple of birds actually got caught in the small holes. And so I jumped the fence and went over and um, freed the birds and then um, swore at the people who did that. And then on my way back, um, when I was on top of the fence with my one foot um, and I was looking to jump our lawn at that point um um is a little bit divided you know it has it's uneven it it has a slope slight slope to it and it's uneven and i hesitated to jump and then of course when i did um you heard the crack i mean you just did so um so yeah so my practice suffered um, and I went down from, you know, doing an hour, an hour and a half practice to not doing any at all at first. Um, and then when I could start moving my foot around, um, I did a lot of floor work. I mean, lying on the floor and um, putting my legs up into the air because, you know, putting your legs up into the air, whether it's against the wall or just up in the air as you're lying flat on the floor is really good to get the blood down away from, you know, um, the feet, of course, and the legs, just because we're gravity, we're always standing and we're always dangling our legs. So it's good to turn that upside down a bit. Um, so, um, so for the longest time, you know, when I was doing stuff on the floor after, you know, I rehabilitated the, um, the foot and the feet, cause you work both feet at the same time, never do more on one side than the other, just because you want to keep it balanced. I mean, as simple as that. So, so I uh, um, <clears throat> would rotate my my ankles when the le my legs were in the air. When my feet were in the air, I would rotate my ankles uh, one way and the other. I would point the toe, and then I would uh, flex the foot and pull the toes back towards me. And then I would point the toe and pull. And then I would put the heels together and turn my toes out. And then I would turn my toes in. You know, just to keep. Um, the joints lubricated as well as the muscles stretching, um, the tendons stretching and getting used to um, being used again. So, um, so yeah, so, so after that, when I did my practice, um, it was difficult to do standing postures just because when you turn your foot a certain angle that you have to in some standing postures, um, it felt like I was really straining the ankle. And so I 
tended to um, favor that a bit uh, until I felt secure enough that I wouldn't um, separate the chip from the bone again. And then, um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, so it suffered. So, you know, walking back and forth um, from the kitchen um, is, is quite exciting, I must say. And that's it. That's all I want to talk about. You know, these days I don't know if there's anything to talk about. <laughs> you know, midlife is midlife. And, <clears throat> you know, I did my shoot and, um, and there were lessons learned. And, um, and, you know, one thing that's, that's really great about it is that I went out to do it. Uh, one, and that I think that I got all my shots too. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if I, it's like, woohoo, I did it. You know, I think that um, getting used to the idea that that's what I do every now and then and it not being any more of a big deal than when I wake up every morning and sit at my desk. <clears throat> I think that, you know, um, not being surprised, that's, that's the lesson in midlife, not being surprised at the things that you're actually doing you know, not being excited and, um, I mean, you can get excited about, about making film, um, and you could get excited about, um, finishing a story or a screenplay, uh, you know, a writing project or finishing something else. But, um, I think, I think what I like is, is that the more I live my life these days, the more unsurprising it is to me that, I can do stuff. And I think the reason why is because I have settled into my own being and settled into uh, who, who, who I am as a human being and how I express myself and not making any apologies uh, for anything. Uh, that I do, that even I say, um, and 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 it being you know absolutely natural and feeling absolutely natural that you're not going against anything, any fiber of your being. I mean, you know when you're going to go against any anything that uh, feels wrong to you. So I mean, feels feels you know things that feel sort of aberrant to what your behavior would be and that's i don't know about you you um folks but i am um i was brought up to do things that were didn't feel great uh to me and and so whether that was you know how i expressed myself as um, a girl or a woman or how i expressed myself as a daughter or a friend or a especially a daughter. I mean, family, my family was not a safe place for me. So um, expressing myself as a, as a human being uh, for my own survival, um, I think that those things are aberrant to um, most human beings when you act out of um, defensiveness and you act out of reacting. So, so, I mean, basically your actions become reactions as opposed to responses. And so, um, 
And so when I, um, you know, turned midlife, um, all of a sudden something, something inside me just cracked. And I don't know if it's for every woman, um, but you know, I don't have any kids. So, so it wasn't that it was the empty nest and um, I wasn't in, well, I was um, in a relationship. I was married at the time. And so I did leave and um, so on. That's a, that's a story in itself, but we're good friends. It was actually good for us to do and everything turned out really well uh, between us. And, um, and so I knew that, but it wasn't about relationship. It was about myself and how um, I didn't know who I was in, um, in the grand scheme of things because I was told who I was for the longest time and I was acted and reacted um, to that in ways that, you know, which is our neuroses, right? Our neuroses are about um, our responses to things, or our reactions rather to things because of some trauma somewhere else. So I wanted to be able to get to know the person I always knew was inside me. You know, I wanted to get to know the person I always knew was the spirit and the soul of me um, and my psyche. And so I um, I needed to to go full force into therapy and meditation. Um, yoga came a little bit later than that. And I became a therapist and a yoga teacher and meditation teacher. Um, and and I know what it takes to get there from wherever someone's at. So um, so that's that's what um, you know what was during the shoots during the shoots. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, right? That's what I was talking about. Um, you know, during the shoots. Um, you know, everything that I did um, in my spiritual work and my um, my psyche work, my heart work um, informed me during the shoot. And, um, and yeah, I was talking about not being surprised at the things that I do in midlife, because these are the things that I've wanted to do in one form or another all my life and the expression of which I couldn't um, enact because I had um, a limited childhood I had um, I had no avenue um, you know when you're surrounded by people who do things that speak to you you eventually do them and when you're surrounded by <clears throat> excuse me oh i was choking there for a minute um you know when you're surrounded by people who tell you that you can't you shouldn't you don't know how to you're not smart enough um you know when you're surrounded by people like that when you're growing up you don't know what capacity you have you only have 
dreams, right? You always dream that you could do this or that or travel or whatever. But if you're told by people around you when you're growing up that you shouldn't travel, it's too dangerous, or you shouldn't um, sing because I don't like your voice or, you know, just crazy shit that people tend to do um, sometimes uh, to other people. Um, you know, so it's, um, so, you know, I had to go into the therapeutic, um, world and not find, <laughs> not find a way to do that stuff, but find the silence, um, in, in the way of silencing the voices and to listen to what it was that I wanted to do or I needed to do or I was compelled to do or or the kind of person that I wanted to be. And that was that part is easy, you know, because it comes all of a sudden there's a shift in your psyche and you don't know when it happened, but something happens that all of a sudden there's a there's a flow. And um, I mean, I was going to say that when I was just saying that, that, you know, that's why what's happening in the banning of books and not talking about your period as girls and in school and whatever um, it, it is and, and not, um, you know, not allowing women to do this, that and the other thing, you know, growing up in that environment is going to really um, scar girls so um, I hope there's and I think there is you know women out there who are joining together to you know make sure girls um, know that who they are and what their bodies do um, is natural <laughs> i mean how can something how can you as a natural human being be wrong that's why i didn't didn't like the church and i didn't like the obviously the patriarchal system that we're in don't like it you know because it's ridiculous and when you go through you know the therapy stuff and whatever you realize that most of the stuff you're told is ridiculous and that when women find their core, their ground, their, their flow, that's why we can be so powerful because we find our hearts and not the sentimental heart. I never talk about the sentimental heart. I always talk about the big heart, the heart that can encompass everything into an understanding that everyone has the right to be here and to be valued and to be loved and are worthy of the um, perks of living in our society. And we could do it. We could do it if there was a different system going on. 
And I don't think that the popular, the population, the citizenry, I don't think they're responsible for it. I think, you know, the target must be the few who are hoarding um, power, control, and money, and who are making decisions that pretty much are ruining our lives. So I think um, that, uh, uh, you know, being a, a woman and being centered and grounded, um, you will find that what comes from you is not surprising. It's always been there. So I guess that's what I wanted to say. I don't know. I didn't bring it full circle. I don't know how to bring it back to um, thinking that the kitchen, walking to the kitchen 10 times and back to my office, that that's exercise. But um, maybe it's that it's not surprising, you know, how we flow with our lives and how we actually just accept the fact that um, I'm not going to do four hours of yoga a day anymore. And I'm not going to not, not even an hour and a half, you know, maybe 45 minutes, usually 30. Um, you know, so, you know, it's, it's about coming to the point where you, as the person you are, are not surprising and not unusual and not um, in your total uniqueness not um, aberrant to what society wants because you're the arbitrator of that. You're the one that decides what's good for you. And when you do that, then you're, you know, it's not like you're you're putting it on everybody. It's it's that you're you're. You don't have to consider the people around you if you do things from your heart. You don't. You don't. Because if you do things from your heart and not from neurotic um, 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 sort of place, not a neurotic place, then you're doing things from your heart. But it takes time and effort and, and getting over that hump where you think that you're done and just go and do it, go and do it and find out where that rhythm is for you, where that flow is for you. And um, yeah, so um, Midlife on Fire, um, the anthology series is still looking for writers. So um, ask me, try to contact me somewhere in the ether. I'm around um, as well as I'm offering um, workshop programs for writers, um, different kinds um, to actually get into flow, to get into find your center. Um, and specifically in your writing and for your writing. And, um, and yeah, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to someone who thought they had nothing to say. <laughs>
okay go out and be a badass and uh yeah talk to you soon bye for now, now I'm electric, I feel